But I do want to share a message out of Matthew chapter 16. So if you have your Bibles with you tonight, and I don't know if they can put it on the board, I'd like to uh, share a message out of Matthew 16. This is lesson time. Jesus is getting ready to go to, to the cross. But before he goes to the cross, he has a time with his disciples. He's, had, he's done many miracles. He's turned water into wine. They've seen him cleanse the temple. Matter of fact, he did it twice. They've seen Jesus do some incredible things, and he's walking through, and the Bible starts in Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus says, okay, guys, sit down. It's time for a lesson. And I would pray that tonight maybe we would ask the Lord about that same lesson. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus starts and he says, When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Once again, it's lesson time. And the Lord is coming to ask his disciples, his followers, who do men say that I am, or I, the Son of Man, am? And his disciples started with many comments. Some said, you, John the Baptist, you're the one that, you know, got his head cut off, and you've risen from the dead. They probably believed in reincarnation. Uh, by the way, you know, a little bit of my life, I was a very religious man. As a matter of fact, I was going into the seminary to be a priest until I realized you had to be celibate. <laughs> Not me, so I went a different direction, got out of church, got out of the church and started believing in reincarnation, started believing in new age. I, I, I want to encourage anybody that's on a job site, be careful of your influencers on the workforce. Because I had a good, good guy that was a brainiac who started teaching me about the new age movement. And I lived that life for about two years. Until I ran across a man by the name of La uh, Rex Veron. And he challenged me to be born again. I'll never forget it. My, my testimony comes from a Coca-Cola bottling route where I was pleading before God, God, if you show me who Jesus is, I'll live for you all the days of my life. And at a, an office one day, a man introduced me to the Bible, to being born again. I'll never forget it. I went to drop off the coach. When I went to drop off the coach, I was working for Coca-Cola. I said, sir, I says, I'd like to pick up the money. He said, I don't have the money. And I listened to the radio station. It was a Christian radio station. I said, is that a Christian radio station? And his next question was, are you born again? And I didn't know I was saying when Nicodemus 
said in John chapter 3. Can a man be born again and enter into his mother's womb a second time? And then he started opening up the scriptures to me. Long story made short, I surrendered to Jesus, went to his Bible study for three and a half years. In that Bible study is where God called me to go into the prisons. And once again, for 38 years, been visiting people behind prison walls. But once again, it started with, who was Jesus to me at the time? And, I, you know, these are, by the way, these are church-going people, he's asking. He's asking Peter. He's asking disciples. He's asking the Jews who should have known who Jesus was. But he's asking them. He said, who do people say that I am? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. They probably had doubts of who he was. And then he asked the next question, and it's the most important question humanity has to answer. But who do you say that I am? Who you say that Jesus is? Once again, you'd have asked me back then, you know what I'd have said? Jesus is just a prophet. I didn't believe he was a son of God. I got away from that. Be careful of getting away from church and allowing people to influence you in an improper way. And it's happening today. A lot of people don't really know who Jesus is and they come to church. They sit down behind the pew, hear the message, but who is Jesus to them? And it's a question that humanity is going to have to answer. Who you say that I, the Son of Man, am? And the, you could probably, once again, it's lesson time. The disciples were probably thinking, mm, I sure hope you don't ask me. <laughs> and Peter stood forward and said, Thou art the Christ the son of the living God. And you know what? Jesus didn't pat him on the back. Jesus didn't say, boy, Peter. Jesus said, flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to you, Peter. Now to a Jew, to Peter, you say, how much religious I'm bringing? Well, let me just let you know, by the age of 13, he had to have memorized the first five books of the Bible. How many of you had that memorized? Verbatim. That was their schooling. So it wasn't that Peter wasn't educated, but education couldn't give that to Peter. And that's why Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter. But my Father, which is in heaven. You know, when you find out a little bit about Peter and his flesh and blood or his flesh, if you will, a few verses later, you'll hear that Peter's trying to stop Jesus from going to the cross. And, G and Jesus actually had to rebuke Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> How would you have liked to have been in Peter's shoes that day? Gets him called blessed, and then only a few minutes later, he calls him a devil. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this unto you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. And then he makes some other statements. And he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona's flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven, I say unto you, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not overcome it or shall not prevail. Let me let you know something. First time they ever heard the word church is in Matthew chapter 16. Once again, it's lesson time. You and I talk about church like it's 
come to church, do church, go to church, we're going to church. Back then when they heard Jesus said, I will build my church, first time they ever heard that. What's a church? And Brandon said it tonight. Brandon said, by the way, a church is not about the building. It's about this temple. It's about this building. And you know, by the way, what Jesus made a statement, he said, I will build my church. And by the way, if Jesus is going to build it, it's going to be built. It's going to be built. There ain't no doubt about that. It's whether or not we're going to allow him to build the church in us. Are we allowing him to build the church in us? He said, I will build, by the way, it's his church. Look, back then they didn't have denominations like we have today. We got denominations galore. We got so many denominations, people don't know which church to go to today. I go into the prisons and look, trying to connect them to a strong church is not easy. There are some churches I wouldn't send my dog to. Because it's not Jesus' church. It's a man's church. It's a hireling's church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. When he made that statement, you could about imagine what the disciples were thinking because they were right next to a fire pit where they threw dead bodies. And when Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, y'all just had two funerals. By the way, those, those, those individuals were saved. The gates of hell didn't prevail against those two individuals. When you and I die, we have no control over where we're going. And when Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against it, he's, he's stating that death cannot stop a Christian when a Christian dies. When a Christian dies, we're going to propagate heaven. How many of you are looking forward to heaven? <laughs> I don't know about you, but... Uh, this is all right, but it ain't good. It can't compare to heaven. Eye has not seen, ear is not heard, neither is entered into the mind of man the things that the Lord has prepared for them who love him. But who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Is he just a good teacher? Is he just a good man? Is he a prophet? Is he like some people believe he's, uh, he's in Jamaica smoking dope? Oh, by the way, there's people that believe that. Go talk to the Rastafarians. Go talk to the, go talk to the, the, the people that don't believe that Jesus Christ actually died on the cross. Go talk to the Muslims who believe that Allah wouldn't allow his prophet to be humiliated like that. Jesus didn't go to heaven. Jesus was taken off the cross and he's walking around earth and he died a natural death. Who is Jesus to you? It's all kind of theories today. You talk to some people, and by the way, you don't, you can't go through just Jesus. You got to go through his mom. Who is Jesus to you? God did not send Jesus for us to put him on some pitiful pedestal. He said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell won't prevail against my church. And his church was willing to die for him. His church was willing to suffer for him. One man turned his back on him for 30 pieces of silver. 
How many of you tonight would say Jesus is not just what the Bible says? Yeah, the Bible says a lot about Jesus. But who is Jesus to me? If I was to really think and answer that question, how are we presenting him before the people that we run across? I'll be honest with you. I had to repent before God on a job site because I felt I let Jesus down. I was serving the Lord, desired to serve the Lord, but I had opportunity to speak up for him, and I backed down, and God put me under tremendous conviction. I don't want to be a Peter. After that, I was called into my supervisor's office more than you could shake a stick at. Not because I went to the job site to preach, but I was going to take a stand for Jesus. Didn't mean if I lost seniority in the place, lost any kind of promotions. Promotion comes from the Lord. And I thank God the promotion that the Lord gave me from Gulf State Utilities, which I thank God for the job, but I thank God for the ministry he's called me to in the prisons. But who's Jesus to you, church? Is he just that little plastic figure on your dashboard? I'll never forget my supervisor. I'm talking to him about Jesus. He said, man, you don't, you don't have to bring such a big book to work. And I said, what do you mean, my big book? He said, you know that big book you bring. I wanted him to say the Bible. I said, well, what book? He said, you, you know, the Bible. I said, you could say it louder. It's not a curse word. I said, but you don't have a problem with the other guy's Bible. He said, what you mean their Bible? They don't bring a Bible. I said, oh, yeah, they do. Penthouse, playboy, hustler. You don't have a problem with their Bible. But I bring a Bible, and you got a problem with that big book. And I'm telling you, and then he, then he shows me, he takes a deal out of the crucifix, and he said, by the way, I'll carry Jesus with me all the way. I said, well, if he's still there, he's dead. I said, my Jesus is alive. He ain't on the cross no more. He's risen. And by the way, church, don't stop from preaching that message. Because some people still want to keep him on the cross. He seats at the right hand of the Father forever making an intercession for us. How many of you thank God he's doing that? How many of you sin today? That you ain't that holy. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. But we need a true confession, church. If your confession is not Jesus Christ, is the Messiah, the only Son of God, we need a true confession. That's the foundation he said he would build his church on. He's not going to build his church upon Peter. Peter failed, by the way. Once again, he called him Satan just a few verses later. Can't build it upon a man that failed. He's going to build it upon something that's going to stand the test. He's going to build it upon a confession that said, he is the Christ, the son of the living God. And I would pray that as disciples, that we would be bold witnesses like never before. Time is running out, church. We have a responsibility to go ye therefore into the world and make disciples. If God has called you into the mission field, go into the mission field. I believe the Lord has called every individual to serve in some kind of capacity. As a matter of fact, if you're not serving in the way, in the position that you're in, go elsewhere.
but serve. Jesus died that we would serve. He died that we would not just sit in church. Because somebody's going to confront you one day and say, who's Jesus to you? What's going to, what's going to be your answer? Is he just a prophet? Just a good man? I asked that to 17 inmates yesterday. Out of 17 inmates, I got one inmate that got it according to what Scripture says. All of the others was, he's a good man. I think he's a good teacher. I think he's great. It amazes me, even in some of the churches today, who's Jesus to the church. God, would you cause us to be bold and go before whoever we need to go before and proclaim Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. No other name given among men whereby we must be saved. His name is Jesus. And by the way, I don't ask for heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. I go to prison. If you bow your head in prison, you don't know what's missing when you pick your head up again. I just get real with people. Eyeball to eyeball. Get real with God. Maybe there's some of you tonight, maybe you came to church and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe you, you really haven't been sincere with the Lord. And if your life was in tonight, would you go to heaven? Is Jesus Christ the Messiah, the Son of the living God in your life? If he's not, then surrender to him tonight. Just surrender. That's all he's calling you to do. He didn't create you to carry the burden. He created you that you might share your life with him. That's his desire. So I'm going to ask that as we close in prayer tonight, that you would go before the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, I'd like to pray with you. Maybe some of you tonight have come to church with some heavy burdens. I don't know where you are. I'm going to ask you, if you want to come up here, come up here and pray. But don't leave here and just say, well, good church service. Because if you leave with the same burden, by the way, you carried it with you, I would much prefer seeing people cast their care upon the Lord. So tonight, if you've got some things that you need to cast before the Lord, come here or go and see a Christian friend in the church and make sure you pray one for another that God may minister to you. So would you stand and let's close this time in prayer. Father, I thank you for the body of Christ. Father, there may be some tonight that do not know who Jesus is. Maybe not have sincerely, God, surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe have thought maybe the church was a building. Maybe the church was just a good place to meet, just a good place to come to. But Father, just as God, Brandon, shared it even tonight, just as your word shares, Father, that we are the body of Christ, God. God, a building not built with hands. God, Father, we thank you that the Spirit of God dwells in this temple and, Father, convicts us of sin and leads us into all truth and righteousness. I thank you for ministering to your body tonight. I thank you for ministering, Lord God, maybe to that individual that does not know you. I pray, Lord God, that tonight they would surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, have your way. Build your church, Jesus. It's not our church. Build your church in our life. By your word, allow your word to dwell in us richly. Father God, I thank you for ministering by your spirit tonight. Reveal your divine truth. 
And God, may we, Lord God, when all is said and done, defeat the gates of hell and propagate heaven. Thank you for ministering by your spirit. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't leave tonight if you have some burdens that you would like to lay at the cross. Come and pray up here. Spend some time praying with one another. Brandon, I want to thank you all for having me, brother. Appreciate it.